0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Yes, people flipping Now, Listen, where are we going to start this week? Because there's lots to get through. But you know what? Yeah, we ain't going to be like no Caribbean shop yet. And take ages to get going. We're going to get straight into it. So listeners, listen, make sure you got your chocolate digested. Do you get me, car? We're going to get into the nitty gritty. You know, so it's been a big week for the Manchester Clubs. Champions League Premier League and all of that do you know what I'm saying so yeah man let's get into it you get me i here with Jay Motti Stretford Paddock um, I'm also here with Mikes Etihad Wai you get me you know how we do round here so yeah big week United and City do you know what I mean but you know what we're going to start with United Jay because Everton won all at home do you know what I'm not even going to say nothing Jay You get I'm going to let you tell me how you felt about the Everton match and, and things in general with Ollie at Manchester United go on bro
2: because you know me I'm like, I've been quite positive towards Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from from day one, you know, like, and I've said that I think he deserves time and he's earned the right to have the the season and all that, but he's not doing himself any favours and I feel like now, more than ever, the pressure is on him, especially when I look at some of the fixtures that are coming up. When I say he's not doing himself any favours, I mean with his team selection, like, going into the game on Saturday, when you look at that team, now I, I understand resting Cristiano Ronaldo, he's 36 years old, he played a long, you know, 95 minutes against Villarreal. Obviously, pops up with a last minute winner. Wasn't great against Villarreal as well. Let's not kid ourselves just because he got the winning goal. He looked a bit goosed. Yeah. So I can see where was coming from, thinking, all right, I'll bring in Cavani, who looked lively when he came on against Villarreal. But well, the anti-Marshall one was a bit of a head scratcher. Now, you can argue, all right, Marshall got the goal, but still it was a bit odd because that way you drop in Pogba and Ronaldo, which is a big call. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you're leaving out Sancho, you're leaving out Ronaldo, obviously, uh, and Pogba. So these are big calls. But what worries me about Manchester United, and I think I've said this to you before, both of you, is like, I'm sat at like half-time almost going, I can't remember us stringing four or five passes together. I'm looking at it and I'm going, yeah. OK, we had a lot of the ball at times, which might sound a contradiction, but we had a lot of the ball but without doing anything with it. That makes yeah, sense. yeah, so was yeah like, I'm not here I don't that. see that. Yeah, like there's not that sort of penetration. There's not that style. There's not that rhythm. There's a lack of rhythm. Now we had some chances. You know, there was Aaron Basaka puts over a ball for Anthony Martial. There was obviously the Martial goal. There was a the Cavani header in the first half. But when you say dominating, and I think Oli was talking about dominating the game. You know, Van Gaal dominated the game with possession, and it didn't lead to anything. Mm. You want to do more than just have the ball, and you know, and and just be carrying the ball back and forth. You want to be doing things with it, and it wasn't that. And then. The, the irony is, is like when he changed it, when he brings on Ronaldo, it actually got, got, seems to get worse. We seem to lose even more of our rhythm because we were, you know, we were one nil up and you think, all right, well, we, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take a 1-0 win. But it's that, the, the old thing, and you've discussed it a million times, put it on, on Twitter, and, and you, we've discussed it on air about our midfield and McTominay and Fred not being good enough. And I said, I think that, you know, McTominay's got another level to go, Fred, maybe not. And they're not, you know, they're not doing it at the minute. But now I'm looking at him going and thinking, this could be the thing that costs Oli his job. Because, Fred, well, you No, know, I was joking yeah, with you. Go on.
1: Yeah, well, if he, he's well, if he, you know, listen, the manager lives and dies by his decisions, is it? And if all yeah. he's going to die on this, McFred Hill, then he's going to die. And do you know what? Leave him to die in it because that's what. It's only going to be him that's out out of the job now. Everybody else can see. You can see. I can see. Everyone, even City fans, can see. Yeah, McFred yeah. ain't it ain't it. Do you know what I mean? In the middle of the park, if you listen, we just watched Liverpool and City before. You can see the quality. Do you know what I'm saying? And. Against Everton, what I saw was the same thing as you. There's no cohesion in it. Like no. there's nothing like there. You're looking at you, thinking, "Yeah, do you know what? There's some good players out there, but where's where? Where's the cohesion? Where's the constant kind of like basis in the final third? Do you know what I mean? It goes yeah. in there and comes back all of yeah. the time. Do you know what I mean? I was. Hang yeah. on, Go on.
3: In the week, that obviously, we are talking about everything. We take those two games you've had over the last two games. But in the week, he tried to mix that up, didn't it? He tried to mix it up. It weren't. It weren't. Um, he's tried to. Do something different with that midfield area. Uh, just on that midweek game. Actually, I, I'm just gonna. Just I know we're, we're talking league. I, I was fuming. Me, i <laughs> with you. I watched us, watched, watched Yeah, basically play flipping, uh, Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. Then watch you guys come up against flipping. What? Well, that's that guy from Barber through BT Sport give a whole preacher feed you through, and basically he got in the box with a chance to start tool pecking it stages <laughs> <Totally laughs> <good laughs> and all that. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching a proper you won't believe reunion and that. But um, Around
1: <laughs> the guy said you won't believe
2: your reunion, you know. Hey listen, <laughs> hey is one of the best in the world, I'll have you know, lad. Don't be starting. <laughs> <laughs> no, from, from my perspective,
3: like you said it, it, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing Wednesday more than anything. I, I, yeah. I right you see, if you coming there and starting popping it around like a pig-bomb machine, you you chasing shadows
1: and stuff. I thought <laughs> but you know what? Do you know what, Mike, though? Yeah. This isn't no surprise, those Spanish teams have come to Old Trafford, yeah, and made you like I made United look stupid many times. Remember Bielsa with the athletic Bilbao you get me? Yeah, and man. Really, then Sevilla. Yeah, yeah, Sevilla then come with under Josie And Villarreal, because listen, Spanish teams know how to keep the ball, in it. They're technically able, in it. And when you're not at it and you don't know how to keep the ball, listen, they'll make you look stupid at times, but overall. But the money that United have spent, it shouldn't be happening, in it. Like, let's just
2: keep it I mean, real. That's just what be happening. Just touch on the Villarreal game as well. I mean, I know Teller scored an absolute banger of a goal and fair play to him. But our fullbacks that night were as bad as I've seen any pair of fullbacks for Manchester United. They were just getting torn to pillar to post. It was awful to watch, and I actually yeah. felt bad for the low, especially because the kid was just getting rinsed every two minutes. They were targeting him, and they were going yeah. past him like he wasn't there. And you're like, this is this is going to be a long night. And these are the, the things you've got to address. Because I think like, you know, I've said earlier, I think I said it on this podcast at the beginning, I'm not saying we're going to win the Champions League. Obviously, I never would think that. It's crazy. But that might be a better chance for silverware because of the nature of the competition, that if you can have one or two good games against two opposition, and you get an easier run, then you can do yeah. that. But the way we're looking at it, we're going to end up in Europa again. And we can't be yeah, having yo, that. Bro. We can't be Ali- having that, mate they can't
1: take Ronaldo to the Europa League. That's can't... out of order. That's disrespectful. Champions well, you League for take... the Europa. Yeah, you <laughs> can't do Champions League for run. You can't take Champions League for run to the. Hey, listen, C fans will be calling him Europa League for run. It can't happen. <laughs> it can't don't happen, him, bro.
2: Don't give him <laughs> ideas.
3: Just, <laughs> just put it back onto that. So obviously, yeah, you say the last minute winner there on yeah. um, on Wednesday. So you thought I, personally, I thought the celebrations after beating Villa were way over the top. I mean nah. second group stage, guys are doing
2: cartwheels around the pitch like we just won something. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. That's a big that's <laughs> I mean, a big win that on. though, Mike's because you don't win that game. You don't win that game, you're in a lot of trouble already. Last minute winner as well, last kick of the day. And old Trafford was in bouncing, mate. It was it was proper bouncing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not Jay, one of them, I don't mind big celebrations after an important game. Yeah, I but don't.
1: Jay, you know what you're right, yeah. It was a big celebration it was a big moment for Oli. but we can't yeah. let that last minute winner. Cover up the mess in it, like, nah, no, really no, 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 no. no, You
2: know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, a,
1: that's yeah, we can't hour. cover up the mess. And that nah. last all that last minute winner done, yeah, was cover up the mess of that whole game. Yeah. Do you get me? And yeah. sometimes, listen, three points is what matters at the end of the day. But when you look a bit deep and you dig below the surface, yo, there's a lot going on. And you know what? You know what topped it off? Andros Townsend doing doing Ronaldo celebration, bro. Oh, How can God. he come to Old Trafford oh. and this was thing, <laughs> oh,
2: you Man, know? What? He said it was a, he said,
1: he, he said he was like it was a tribute. <laughs> Nah, he's taking a piss. That was no tribute, bro. No, was it? Like? Um,
2: and so, that... so yeah,
3: but just check though. So onto that, that that's so all the the Townsend thing is a Townsend thing. But I will tell you what, what I found interesting, like I say, that Everton game, I did. I, I, I tuned in, you know, first couple of say first fifteen or four, Here we go. It's gonna be a. It's <sighs> even Bissaka's crossing look good in the first yeah. few minutes. I think yeah. he put one on the plate for Martial or something. Nah, no, um, I did Then the Martial takes his goal, and then I think okay, but after that.
2: Yeah,
3: I thought, no. I thought, my God! I mean, Damari Gray was running through that midfield like it was oh, open Sesame, oh, It was a, it was a. Big to watch, to be
1: honest with you, it was just. Uh, yeah. Hey, Mike, listen. Damari Gray looked like Damari Messi, mate. That's how he was going on out there. We should yeah. be allowing guys to to look like that and perform like. that. And to be honest with you, <laughs> it was like. When I, seen, when I seen Fred get bullied on the halfway line, I thought, bro, what's this guy eating for breakfast? He needs to start putting some good food in his in his, in his his shoulders and that because, it, listen, that doesn't he's happen to for
2: breakfast. That's what he's having for Yo,
1: breakfast. I don't, I don't know what he's eating for breakfast, bro, but he needs to start picking up on some good ground food, you get me, because it's not good enough. Tell you what, though, what I will say was I was a little bit impressed with Sancho, though, to be honest. I think he's had a bit of a tough time of late, but he looked a bit better for me. Uh, do you I know, know really? what I'm saying? So, put, on that point. I know we're gonna talk about City in a minute, but you see the
3: difference. Your your seventy-five million pound man gets the ball rolled across to him in the same fashion as Phil Folding today. One gives a back pass and one sticks it in the bottom <laughs> corner. You
2: have heard
3: why? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: why are you bringing Folding into it though? Let's
3: <laughs> yeah, talk yeah, about we can talk
2: about you're you're 30, 30, your seventy-five million pound man. I tell you why I told you I brought
3: Folding into it because <laughs> Let's be honest. Those two have taken. They've come through the same football education, but taken slightly different paths in it. So he's gone abroad, come back, got out, move and that, and you know. So it was just interesting to see, like you say. Obviously, I get Phil Foldings around Phil Miller's surroundings and his goal to his goal against Liverpool was just a, a wonderful finishing that. But that finish for Sancho is a sign of where he's at. Kicking
1: and rushing past couple man doesn't change his stat the season that he's had, isn't he? Is that how you're going to describe it, bro? Kicking and rushing past couple of man? Is that how you're going to describe right. that?
2: Mate, mate, he right. come right. on, man. He's come he's on you. I'll right. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. tell you what. £75 million man kicking and
1: rushing. <laughs> Man's making he's him sound right. like Stuart Downing. He's not Stuart he's Downing, right. you know, mate. Come on. Do you get yeah, me? No, but no, listen, fairness, yeah. In
3: all fairness, in fairness he, did, he did show glimpses. Little glimpses. Yeah.
2: Come not on. Like, special, like, it's me. Yeah, it's it's... It's probably like with with Sancho, and I'm glad you've been a bit more tempered, Pundit, with with your analysis with him, because I think people get carried away. And like, he he hasn't burst, set the the world alight as soon as he's put on a red shirt. We know that. But I've seen progress there. And I like, he looked lively the other day. He did. And okay, he he didn't take his shot well. But other than that, he was getting past his man. And you know what? I don't mind, right? He got got tackled a couple of times trying to beat his man. I don't mind that. Take him on. Run at him. Sometimes it won't come off. I don't mind that. Run at him, yeah. though. I don't want to see you. Run at him, stop, turn back, and give it back to Wambisaka or whoever, or um, um, Shaw or whoever. No, run at him take that chance, and he did it, and it came off more often than it didn't, so I think that's a real sign, and I think that, you know, when we got Marcus back as well, I think that'll give us a little bit of a boost, so yeah, that was a that was a small positive um, against Everton, I thought Sancho's little cameo. Are you,
3: are you guys happy with Varane's performance? It's just, just throwing it out there, do you think Ram,
2: he's playing well? Like- no, no it's, it's, a, it's a fair question, because you raised this, didn't you, against him, uh, and the, I think after the Wolves game, I thought he played very well, and you said you weren't impressed. I think the only thing with Varane is now, I think it's, it's telling the, the weakness in the midfield in front of him, I think we fought yeah. or we hoped. But it's someone stick- else's fault that like, he's not having a good game. Is that yeah, no, come on. You can't. You, you were saying the other week about Rodri. how Rodri's like a. He, he does a fantastic job in front of that defence. We haven't got someone like that. And you get any defensives exposed constantly. And then he's got Maguire's out as well. So you've got Lindelof who's coming. And it's asking a lot of him. It is because it's just. We're getting. Like you said, Damari Gray through, through the midfield, like the midfield isn't there. That shouldn't be That's happening. to be honest with you, yeah, Joe, you make a good
1: point because I think I tweeted a couple of weeks, well, just before Varane signed, I thought, "Oh, listen, I don't know that Manchester United's got any funny ideas and thinking you can play Fred in front of Varane. Listen, yeah. Varane was at Real Madrid. He had Casemiro in front of him. Do you know what I mean? The pace of France, he's got Kante in front of him. All top defenders, all top center back have a wonderful DM in front of him. Mike, yeah, you know this better than, better than anybody else because that city, Fernandinho's been marshalling that area, protecting your defenders. The moment Fernandinho came out of DM, what happened to your defence? Because I remember that. Do you get me? So, Varane, yeah, listen, you can always do it a little bit better. What? I know what you mean. I, what you mean. I get it. I, get yeah. it. I, I suppose
2: I'm just, do you think he's settled you, you nah, happy? No, nah, I, think, I think that any, you could put any defender in the world in our, mid, in our team right now, with that midfield in front of him, you're going to get asked a lot of questions. And I think you look at Varane on the ball, especially, you can see the qualities there. What I think Varane sort of, for me, fell a little bit short against Everton was, he was trying too hard with like long balls and stuff, try to make the, the killer pass. And I can understand why he's doing it because he might look in front of him and go, I'm giving it to these two, right. it ain't going anywhere. But he needs I've to pass.
3: I've asked you about this before. I mean, I, 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 it was a bit, I think the Alex was a bit, well, I'm going to ask you again. Ideally, yeah. who yeah. should be sat in front? From what you've got now, you can't go out there to Penrude, the window's shut. Who should yeah. be sat in front of Maguire and and, and Varane? That's That'll the be honest, very good question.
2: Go quite- on.
1: No, for, go on.
3: for me,
1: for for me, do you know what? I don't even like it, but it's got to be Matic. I agree. For me, I agree. Mm.
2: I'd rather have a thirty-three-year-old or thirty-two-year-old who knows how to play DM than two tw- uh, than a twenty-four-year-old and a twenty-eight-year-old who don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you
2: know what I mean? Like Matic, his, his legs aren't what they used to be, but he knows that role. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to do it. It's just sometimes his legs aren't where you know can't carry him through the ninety minutes like they should do. Fred ain't got a clue Scott McTominay yeah, got... me, and I've, I've defended Scott McTominay but he's not having a good season at all and it's just not working and so yeah I'm yeah. with you and also if you're putting Matic in there and just him on his own then you're giving yourself the option of having you know probably Bruno and Pogba in front of him which you know is a strong midfield on the whole when you're putting Fred and McTominay together you're losing someone else out of midfield do you know what I mean yeah, you're having to make a compromise yeah, but... it's just yeah, it's, the not, thing... it's just not good enough yeah, the thing
1: is, Fred and McTominay empty in the midfield all the time. And like you said, Mike, before, Damari Gray was just chipping through like it was nothing. Where with Matich, who doesn't have those legs, you just tell him to just stay there, marshal that a certain space in a certain area, make sure nothing comes through that central area. Do you get me? But do you know what? Moving on, obviously, it's been a poor week, in a sense, for Manchester United. Obviously, well, the, the beat Villarreal, they've got a point against Everton, do you know what I'm saying? But overall, the fans and people are not really happy. So we'll see how that goes. But one person who definitely isn't happy is Van Der Beek now. I'm looking at this guy, you know, and, and lads, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking to myself, why is this guy on the bench? Now, we all know, yeah? I'm not, We're not sitting there, I don't think any United fan is sat there thinking, yo, Van Der Beek's the best midfielder in the world, he's got to play. But what they're looking at is they're looking at a midfielder that's not doing what supposed to be doing. And we've got a player on the bench who's been bought and you're looking at it thinking, oh, hold on a sec. This guy can handle the ball. He's come from the Ajax system. He can play give and go. He's technically able. He's not had a chance." Has Oli promised him game time? Has he not? Did Oli even buy him? Do you understand me? Like, what, what 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 plan did they have for Van Der Beek? And it's not like Van Der Beek can just play one position. Because he's clearly said he can play six. He can play number eight. He can play number 10. But he's sat there watching this nonsense that all United fans are watching. And he's not getting a chance. You get me. And I've seen him spit out his chewing gum. And do you know what? I don't blame him. Because if I was him, I'd go a hey, well. I'd be like Tevez, yeah? On a golf course. somewhere. I won't play for Oli again because he's taking the piss out of me. He's brought me over. To sit on the bench watching this nonsense in front of me, but Tom and A was out injured and come straight back into the team, not perform, and he's still in the team. Do you get me? Like, what's Van Der Beek supposed to do? So I don't know how you guys are seeing it, but Jay, Mike, talk to me, bro, because you know something. I I'm not happy in it, and I'm not. I'm looking at Van Der Beek, and I feel sorry for the kid. To be honest with you. So, so from my perspective, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I I've watched him a few. times. I didn't really watch him much. I, to be honest
3: with you, I've watched him for you guys, and I don't really know what he is. He don't seem like he offers the Fernandez thing, don't seem like he offers the Pogba thing. So I'm still working out what, what this guy's going to come in the team and actually offer now. Obviously, Oli works with him on the training ground every single day. And it's clear to me, well, you're right, the treatment that man's getting, it does not rate him in that like, in, that, in yeah. that respect. But at the same time, I don't think he's helping himself because in the games that he does play, I've not seen a risky pass. I've not seen anything from him that i thought, Nah, now he demands another start after this. So it's not, in my view, it's not all Ollie in it. Sometimes a player has to grab the shirt in it. And at a moment, a little, yeah, but, yeah, but Mike's- little, a little Champions League carling couple now that so he gets and all that. <laughs> it's all yeah, but. Nice yeah. and safe and
1: try to keep in the team. It's, you get me? What is him? Yeah, but Mike, what you've just said there, Yeah, you said you didn't really know what type of player he is, but then you're saying you didn't see a ris- risky pass. So how do you know he's got a risky pass in him? If, you've not, if you don't know so, so, you well, there you
3: go, there you go. If you're not prepared to take a risky pass playing in a top four club, you shouldn't be there, in my view. That's what them the top players make take risky passes and take make risky decisions, but have the ability to execute them pundi. You get me? So if he Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, but I hear that, but you execute that riskiness, then he's he's, he's gonna be a, a guy that just goes about him. You're gonna be mourning about him like for them. Like, Tommy just about keeping it safe and keeping things ticking along. Them things don't win you the, the they're not them the safeness don't get you past the fine margins in it. So if he's not gonna bring that to the team then what he has got every right to so just let him watch for now.
2: Yeah, but I think the problem I think the problem as well is isn't for me. I'm I'm actually with Max on the I don't know a lot about Van der Beek. I didn't watch a lot of Ajax. I've seen a little bit in the Champions League, but I always think that's a little bit you can't look too much into that at times. I know they got to the semis and they had a good run, but like, do Santanich look like the best player I've ever seen in the world in that team? So I think yeah. I reserve judgment because I didn't watch a lot of him in the in the Dutch league. I reserve judgment for what I've seen for Manchester United. And it is a mixture yeah. of both. He hasn't had a fair run of games. He hasn't. But when he has had games, I think of the Leicester FA Cup game, I think of the Leicester in the league game. He hasn't done loads where you go, boy, this kid's got to start. Now, the big thing for me now, the reason that so many people, and I see a lot of people, clamoring. Absolutely clamoring for Van der Beek. It ain't necessarily about what we've seen from Van der Beek. It's what we've seen from McFred. People are looking at it going, "Yeah, but I don't care. Yeah, but, I don't care how bad but, this this yeah, kid is. He, he can't be. He can't be worse than these two. He needs to. Be, he, needs, he needs to be playing in the six. And I think that that is where this is coming from more than the fact that people see all yeah, oh, Van yeah, Beek or- the answer."
1: Well, now, I, Jay, I agree, yeah. He hasn't been given a moral yeah. chance, but guess what? If Reed didn't get a, get a didn't get a run of games, we would have called Arnree a dud. If Patrice Evra and Nemanja Vidic didn't get a run of games, we would have said, what's Fergie doing with these, man? But they managed to get games, they managed to
2: play and then turn it around, didn't it? And well, that's the I, thing with the beat. Is... Go on. On that, on that front, though, like Mike's was saying, about you force the issue, you force your way in. Like Anthony Marshall gets injured in the, the warm-up to Midtijaland, yeah? Marcus Rashford gets a a chance, forces the issue. Like, he was never getting near that team and then all of a sudden, he's undroppable. Even when we're bringing in the likes of Zlatan and all these other players and Lukaku and Sanchez, he still keeps his place with all these different managers and all these big money signings coming in because he, t- he grabbed his chance and he took it. And that's Mason, maybe yeah, what, what Jay, he's got to do. It like, might not be, be fair, team. but that's
3: what he's got to do. Yeah, yeah but hold on. For example, like, Mason Greenwood really and truly was an up-and-coming prospect and he's grabbed that shit. And that's the end of it. In it, like,
1: nah. So. Do you know why I'm going? To, do you know why I'm going to argue with both of you? Yeah, on, because what you you just mentioned, Rashford and Greenwood. What did yeah. them two do? Score goals. Now, when you yeah, score yeah. goals, yeah, it yeah, has a fair. bigger value. Van der Beek's not in the team to score goals. Do you get me? So you have yeah. to look at his game a bit differently. Like, so I'm looking at it and I'm the only reason why I'm thinking about it is But okay, Van de Beek needs a system. He's a system player. He's come through the Ajax school, the Dutch education of, of, of football in excellence, give and go, one and two touch, movement. You've got to have a system set up, yeah, for guys like Van der Beek. You can't judge him on goals as he scored. Is he? Rashford took his chance. Fantastic. Yeah. Greenwood took so his I chance. Do th- you get me? Fantastic. Go on, Mike. So I think you're answering
3: your own question. Isn't it, he? all he's got a What's system that? and he's looked at Van der Beek and feel now nah, you tell me, but he's got a way of playing and he looks at Van der Beek and he doesn't quite fit. That's the reason why he's not starting games for a minute. It's, I don't think he's got a system though.
2: Yeah, I think the, the problem for Van der Beek, I think, and he said it, he did an interview, real, and Steve was on it for my channel. and He said, like, You know, I've played in the six, I have played there. Well, that's not his preferred position. I think he's a he's e- he's either a ten or maybe an eight, but he's more of a ten. And I think that's that's the, the sticking point. There is that's the one position we don't need anyone because you've got Bruno there. Do you know what I mean? I know Bruno can can drift forward and whatnot, but I think that. If he was an out-and-out six, if only Van der was like, "I am a six, and that was where he played for Ajax, mm. you'd be like, "We won't be having this discussion." But he ain't. He's someone who can play there, but that's not his preferred position. And I think that's the the reason that he hasn't seen as many games because I think if he was a holding midfielder or just a deep line midfielder, he'd be in that team every day because you can see yeah, the issues I, I got there. You know what, Jay? Right, yeah. I hear you, but let, let's yeah. let's
1: let, let's break this thing down proper now, yeah. Because yeah. think about yeah. it, yeah. You tell me, Bernardo Silva's best position.
2: Well, your, your boy Mike will be able to tell you that one because I've seen him. I've seen Bernardo Silva cause us all sorts of problems from like from I don't even want to say a ten really because he's not really like that. Do you know right. What I mean? So my point but is
3: my you point know you could have said any position NG in that front yeah. six and you would have been right.
2: Yeah. right okay. You can
3: play them all. He can play. He can play yeah. them all. So I'm intrigued to know. Why Pundit's brought Bernardo into the debate?
0: His boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell
1: you why. I'm going to tell you why. I brought him into the debate because what obviously Jay was saying, like, you can't force Bruno out of his position. And I get that Bruno's doing his job in number 10, but what I'm saying is a good coach would look up Van der Beek and say, listen, you can play multi, you're a multi positional player. So you can do a job in these specific positions, in this specific system. But because ollie has got one trap mind, all he sees is Bruno, number 10, hero ball, gives the ball away, but will score penalties and score goals and set up goals. But he's looking at Van Der Beek. He doesn't know what to do with a player like Van Der Beek. And I'm telling you now, if Pep had Van Der Beek, yeah, you would be playing. I'm not saying he'd be starting every game, but he'd be playing, and he'd be playing in, in different positions because he can play different positions.
2: <laughs> Go on, Jay. I just want to ask you one thing, and, and this is a genuine question because you know a lot more about Van der Beek or, you know, than, than, than I do. But like, do, do you feel that you can have a team with the Van der Beek, Pogba, and Bruno in it? All three of them in that team?
1: Yeah, but you need a proper DM. Because yeah. what I would do is, I'd, if I was going to do that, I'd put Pogba left, uh, inside yeah. left as he plays. I'd put Bruno in the 10, and then I'd play yeah. um, Van der Beek as in the 8 position, and then I'd have a proper. If we had a Kante. Or a Fabinho yeah. or a Fernandinho, then uh, then yeah, it could work. Do us a favour, do the favour. Just finish off the rest
3: of that front line there. Then.
1: Okay, then I'd have um, Bruno in the ten. I'd have Mason on the right, and obviously if Ronaldo's there, then Ronaldo's there in it up, 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 up top. You've lost me a thought. I would not have what? One... Would you
3: huh? start Van? B- Van the B? Be- so I thought you said you'd have Van de Beek on the right. What? what say that again,
1: because
2: lost... it's like a diamond. We got a diamond there yeah.
1: Now, nah, if, if 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 I'm going four two three one. Right-back, I don't know because I'm, I'm, sick, of, I'm sick of him, AWB. Centre-back to Maguire and Varane. Left-back, Luke Shaw. I've had my proper DM. Let's just say it's Kante for now. Kante's in the DM. Then I've got Van der Beek alongside him. Then I've got Bruno in the turn, Pogba in the left, Mason right-wing, Ronaldo through the middle. up top. Can That's you what do I that? would Can
2: do. you do that with Matic in, instead of Kante? Yeah, Could Oli chance that? I think he could right now. Right in the to... here and now, with the, the pressures on him, and this is it now, he hasn't got a. You forget about what he's going to do in January. If he brings in a DM. Could he get away with that? Do you feel he could go right? This is the system. You've to
3: I'll tell you now there's been no one that team there could not press in that in the Premier League for fit. That team will not they the win they'd
1: win, a, win a few games. But nah, not, not. <laughs> Win a few games. Yo, what do you mean win a few yeah? Hold on. Are you man forgetting are you man forgetting? are you man forgetting that Van Der Beek played in the Senate of the park versus Wolves away, you know, the last game of last season? We won. He was man of the match.
2: <laughs> Listen, is is yeah. it? Pull out uh, St. Mary's... four years uh, ago
3: and start calling it out like it's the
2: it's oh. the
3: blueprint for going
2: forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's for real. Yeah. Do you see right, the thing right, is right, now? Go on. Go the on. The, the, pro- go, the problem you've got now, I feel like going into this one of fixtures, which are make or break for Ollie. They are. You know, you've got Leicester away, you've got the Scousers, you've got Spurs away, I think, you've got City on the horizon as well. That's not too far away. The, the next month worth of fixtures after the break. That that could be his 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 job. That could be it. Can he yeah. afford to so, go so, with so, that? Yeah. Can he afford yeah. to, to yeah. say, right, I'm gonna stick Donnie in now? Do you know what I mean? It's it's a gamble. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> right.
3: not going to be right. that. But let the ask thing. Are you all right Go on. Next one of the fixtures? If the yeah. sides, it's part the
2: bus for the next month to so get through it. Are you guys all we, right? can't, we can't we can't what Mike's we can't part the bus. we what he's doing now, he's trying to part the bus with these two old midfielders. That's our that's our effort of parking the bus because we can't do mm. that, we can't defend for Toffee. We've not had a clean sheet all season. And we've got the David De Gea in the best form of his life, almost. And we're still conceding yeah. goals left, right and centre. And we're not playing Chelsea and City and PSG and, you know, and, and Real Madrid or whatever. We're playing Wolves and Southampton and Villa and Everton and Villa Real and young boys and conceding goals. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for real. Like, yeah, nah, not for real. I'm, not, I'm not looking at the table going, oh my God, we're only two points off Chelsea. That's a disgrace. I'm looking at the teams we've played. And that's what worries me. We've played no one and we've been rubbish. We haven't even played yeah. anyone. You know, we could, we no, no. played teams that could quite feasibly, every team we played in the Premier League this season could quite easily so far end up in the bottom 10. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. Yeah. The, 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 they could do. Every team we played in the Champions League could end up in Europa or end up, you know, whatever. Would, you know, they got through to knockout stages, could end up getting battered 6 0 or something off City or Chelsea or whatever. So we've not played anyone. That's my issue. And now I look at these fixtures and I think, we're going to go to City or we're going to go, sorry, we're going to go to, to, to Leicester. I know they've had issues, but they're still a good team. We're going to host Liverpool and we're going to be relying on McFred again to keep our defence safe. Yeah, yeah but, but Jay, not, they you, can't do that against Aston Villa or against. Sorry, yeah, against but
1: yeah, but Jay, you know as well as I do, Ollie's a worm. He'll do well. It always wriggles out of these moments. It'll do well in the big games, innit?
2: In the little he, games, that's why we kind I, of struggle. I ain't got a problem with that, you know. And like, I know you call him a worm, whatever, but I like. He stepped up last time when we had back to back games against Spurs and City, and everyone was saying, This is your job. And he did it. When we lost against Burnley, and everyone said, This is it, he's going. He went on an amazing run that got us into the top four and got us to third. And he did it. Now, if he turns this around and after these fixtures we win, win them all and we're challenging for the title, then I'm, mate, I'll be buzzing about that. Especially considering the teams will have to play. But he's got to do that now because we can't be having. Oh, we got a point at Leicester and we we you know we lost to Liverpool, but it was a close game. And we you know we, we lost to City, but we were in we were in it. We had a lot of possession. And oh, you know we we beat Spurs. No. We have to yeah. come out of these run of games with some wins, seriously. And I've been one of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's biggest, most vocal supporters. But if he doesn't come out of these run of fixtures with wins and with us still challenging at the top of the title, then I'm sorry, I don't see how he survives that because he's got in that dressing room now Champions League around, one of the greatest players of all time in Ronaldo. He's got players like Bruno, Pogba, even Maguire who want to win trophies. Do you know what I mean? He ain't going to be able yeah. to survive that just because of the dressing room he's got and the fact that He's had some investment this summer, so you've got to deliver now. There's no more excuses now. You no, you're right.
1: You're right. You I said deliver, and do you, you know, guys, know what? Yeah, you guys did Champions League for a run. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, right. Well, more, listen. He's got, he's got. I can't even say he's got more Champions League than City. He's got more Champions League than United. That's how many Champions Leagues <laughs> he's got. He's got more yeah, than more, listen. More than well, Cups listen. Together.
1: According to Mike, yeah, it could soon be Europa League, Veran, and Europa oh, League, Ronaldo, which you would be what, disgraceful. I, but listen.
2: I, th- I think I might pull a sickie on this podcast if we end up in the Europa League. <laughs> <you
1: know? laughs> nah, I don't blame you, bro. But listen, one word answer, Jay. <laughs> Should yeah. United sell Van der Beek in January? Yes or no? No. Okay. So moving on. Yeah, let's get let's deal with this because you know what? City just played Liverpool and all that. And listen, Mike, let me tell you something, yeah? I watched City this week. I watched them go to Chelsea. Sorry. Then I watched PSG, and I watched them at Anfield. And you know what? The football with the football that City play—undeniable, it's isn't it? It's fantastic. The goal places and the dominating in it. That's just how. That's just how it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, the PSG result wasn't the result you wanted in defeat. Obviously, the Messi goals, Messi in it. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, the football, the dominated the game in it. Now, Liverpool match, Fulham was on fire. Coming back. Grealish got hooked again, second time in five days. I need I need to hear what I need to hear what you're saying about that, Mike. Because you've you've been a bit fishy about Grealish from the off, do you get me? The Salah goal was nice and that, do you know what I mean? For Liverpool, it is what it is. And and, and, and do you know what? City are up there again in it, Mike. Well so talk to me. Liber- this week's been a tough week in terms of the like the way the fixtures look, but you seem to have got through it or, apart from the like the PSG result, innit? Yeah,
3: yeah. Um I'm not as I know some city fans are kind of happy with how the weeks panned out. I'm—I'll be honest, I'm slightly different results-wise. I think we should have won all three personally. Um, yeah, yeah definitely should have won all three. But performance-wise, absolutely no complaints whatsoever. Um, like I say, if we start with—I'll uh, I'll go back. We'll get onto the the, the 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 Liverpool game short. Sure. If I go back to midweek, unlucky. I think the open net missed by Ronaldo kind of killed us because uh, we were well on top in that game, and then we didn't take our chances. And like I said. A bit earlier on, you know, becoming up against the cream of European Messi, um, Neymar, and Mbappe. I mean, is there a better front three around at the minute? I don't think there is. You know, and to be fair, for large spells, we, we, we cope with them and then a bit of magic from Messi, which happens and we conceded and we didn't take our chances. But I, I, I fancy us when when PSG come to our place. I fancy them again. If we get them in a knockout, I, I, I still fancy us. So I'm not overly... Nothing in that game concerned me dramatically Where I thought, my God, we can't live with PSG. So I mean, yeah. in, in, in that game, I'm just obviously disappointed at the fact that... A win there, then another win. we pretty much then wrapped up the group, and we can put more focus in the league. But now we've got to, the next couple of games against Club Bruges. You know we've got to put a bit more into that. But it is what it is. There, but as you said, Grealish has been pulled. He got pulled. Um, he got pulled in the midweek. He got pulled again against Liverpool. But it's it's not it's not an unusual thing. He's actually been sub so quite a few times this year. So with me and the, with me and the Grealish situation, I'm not overly concerned yet. Because, like I said before, I've seen Marez take a year to settle. I've seen Cancelo take a year to settle. Um, I think my only bugbear is, is probably players there that are probably more city-ready than Grealish at the minute. So, And I think people like Marez will be a bit peeved off not to be getting on the pitch in certain games at the minute. But it is what it is and Pep's doing what his thing is. He's trying to make sure Grealish kind of Find his feet and find his way in, and I'm, I'm actually quite glad he's coming off um, at the minute, to be honest with you. Because if he's not performing, um then yeah, there's players there that will will perform. So
1: yeah, hooking. Yeah, so let, yeah, let me ask you something then, yeah. Because the talk obviously, our oh, city should have got a striker. There's been bare chances this week. Would you have rather have kept Aguero? Because I ran back in Aguero, probably would have scored six goals this whole through this whole week. You get me? Like a lot of these chances, but obviously City won the league kind of like without him last season, but. I think we touched on it a couple of weeks ago, but looking at the chances that you've created this week, are you thinking, right, you know what, yeah? If we'd kept Aguero still, we probably would have won that game against in PSG. Do you know what I mean? We probably would've scored in the first half versus Liverpool. Or are you thinking now, you know what, it's early. It's not really a big it's not really a bigger. I'm saying that's
3: a if, buts, so and maybe them chances that we missed today. Yeah, at least it's gonna. Get, um, yeah, I'm gonna get a little bit technical here, but if you actually look at the build-up in you know, those chances, they actually would not have fallen to the main set of forward. What was happening was the middleman in that whole free Jack greenish today, and then chances he was making runs across, and the ball was always ending up on a wide man out of the front three. Nothing to do with a set of forward. I don't know that. Mm. what I can assess that. But when I was watching, now nah, that's not set of forward missing chances. That's our play, and it's allowing our Wide man to get into areas like that. he's made the run across for that De Bruyne header against Liverpool, and he's 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 took the man inside. It's the man coming around the outside that's took the header and missed it, so it's not the the, the center forward per se in it like that's missing those chances Um, and even against PSG a lot of our chances are created for a middleman it's usually the middle the man in that the middle of that 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 uh, front three is taking a defender out of out of play and stuff like that so no I'm I'm not overly concerned I'm not but what I do think we need is a a, a lethal finisher now that doesn't have to be a set of number nine Mo Salah's not a number nine, but his finishing is of a different level, isn't it? And like so you say, Phil Yeah, but
1: finish. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not just going to throw that out there. You need a lethal finisher, but it doesn't have to be a number nine. Name me another one, then. That ain't a number nine. A lethal finisher. Are we calling, struggling. Are we
3: calling... Are we calling, are we calling <laughs> give me a chance, lad. Are we, sorry, are we
1: calling uh, Cristiano
3: a traditional number nine?
1: Yeah, but hold on. Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo... Just answer the, you're answer talking the to... question. Just answer the question, Listen, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, turned into the one of the... Forget Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, no one's at their level. We're talking about someone you can go out and get right now, seeing as you are a lethal finisher. Who are you going to go and get? Name me yes, a player. That's the thing, isn't it? Even if we get a number nine, how
3: many number nines are we seeing a... Uh absolute lethal finishes. And that's the point I'm trying to make, In it? It's not about having a, a guy that can stand
1: up. No, 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 no. The point you made, the point you made was Salah was a lethal finisher, but Salah, when Liverpool bought him, wasn't a lethal finisher. He turned into a lethal finisher at Liverpool. So, are you talking about going and get getting a wide man that can bag goals? Or are you talking about getting someone in the team that's got the potential to do that? Because Sterling went a lethal finisher when he was at Liverpool, but he turned into one, it. Like, so what are you asking Pep, Pep to do? So I'm not asking Pep to You asked me a question, do
3: we need a number nine, a centre forward? And I'm saying, no, we don't. We just need someone that can put that's good at
2: finishing. And that's not always a number nine. All right. So, so be, name be me. On, on that front though, on that front on, on that front, on that front, Mike, would that be a role that Folding could develop into? Possibly. Did you see the finish today? Quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. I saw that finish and I see him, you know, getting into those four positions and he's obviously like, he can finish. And you look at look at players, people forget with players how they kick on in their early 20s, finishers and goal scorers. It's a massive leap for a lot of players. You look at the likes of Kane when he was 20, 21. He was at Millwall on loan. You look at yeah. Salah. He went. He was at Chelsea. He's in Chelsea's resis. You look at Vardy. Vardy was a, a, a hot carrier on a brick, brick, uh, brick lane site when he was in his early 20s. You know what I mean? Like Players yeah. get 22, 23. Not all of them, obviously. But yeah. they have a, the, those that have got it about him have that leap up where all of a sudden they go from three or four goals a season to 23 or four goals a season. And I'm wondering, it does Foden fit that fit that role that you say of becoming an out-and-out <laughs> finisher?
3: But you could look at someone like... Um, the other one for Liverpool, Mane, he's not a, he's a traditional number nine, but he's a good finisher. You get me? So yeah. it doesn't always... Would you say Liverpool
2: have got a traditional number nine? I think I no. th- I've always th- I've always thought that Liverpool, their nine, who's been Firmino when they've won the title in the Champions League, has been one of their weakest points. And I know the <laughs> scouts love him. I do. They, oh, he's, he's, oh, if you watch football, he's actually the one that makes us all tick. Fuck off. He's not. He's just <laughs> got two absolute banging attackers next to him. So all he has to do is give them the ball, and they'll 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 put it away. But I'm just wondering from what you're saying. You're saying you don't need a number nine. You're saying. You know, that to be some of my
3: There's
2: a few. Yeah. There's a few, like you say. If you say,
3: if it's like, so it's just go back to Pundit's point there. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking about, yeah. So the, the the top five goal scorers in the league, yeah, last season, yeah, only one mm. of them you consider a traditional number nine. That's Harry Kane The other one was Fernandez, Human son. You get me? They're not. We just need a finish on so this clamour to go and get a name set of forward. I'm not fully, uh, it doesn't, it's not a major issue for me. Other City fans have got different opinions. They eh, Which we did go and sign a traditional number nine that stood up there, done a job, and it's that the other. But not, not, not for me. Yeah, I'm...
1: yeah. So, 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 if you saw City link with Harlan, going to buy Harlan, you are saying nah to that.
3: that you, but no, that's that, that's not what you asked me. Innit? You
1: said, to me, "Why? You, no, I, you I, I am asking you that. Well, what what you say you no know to Harlan.
3: I'm always, as I, said, as I said many a time, on this call here, I'm always up for quality coming into our squad and and and, and Haaland would improve us in that area he's he's a number so you, nine. So you so
1: you're happy to have a traditional number nine then?
3: No, no, I'm saying what I could finish you and Haaland fixed the bill in it. I'm not, bomb- yeah, but he has to play in a position. But Harden is a forward, but he's a good finisher, he fits the bill. So, I'd call that that'd be silly. I'd have Harry Keane. You get me? I'm not saying I didn't want none of these, man. You get me? What I'm saying is, I'm not overly concerned that we are not going out and get any of these, man. That's the only thing. Can, can,
2: gonna... I, can I ask you another question, then, Mike? And again, these I'm pretty ignorant. Now. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, where's his use, his sorry, fit into this? Is he not someone that can fill that role? Can he not step it up again?
3: they've got a different role for Jesus this year they're talking about him playing out wide do I see Jesus as that that lethal finisher that, that, that I'm looking for not really he'll score goals for City he'll score yeah. goals but City will also score goals but he's not for me yeah his, his central movement needs working because Ferran Torres looks like a better central player than him at the minute in the games that we've seen in the few, over the course of the third, early part of the season in my opinion but there's room for Jesus in the squad but at the moment he's coming off that wide that wide area and he's providing that up and down kind of role which is strange like he said he came as this guy that was going to play through the middle and potentially be a Aguero successor I'll admit I watched him after one and four absolutely no chance it looks like a good player but Aguero's on a different league isn't it? and that's, that's just how it is
1: yeah, now I hear that, do you know what though, it's like, obviously Sterling was never a lethal finisher, but he scored a hell of a bag of goals over the last few seasons, so I'm just wondering if you even need someone who's known to be a lethal finisher, because we all look, look at Sterling sometimes and think, right, this guy can't shoot, but well, look how many goals he scored, you get me, because of the chances you create within the system, innit? So I think it's all techie, innit, in regards to lethal finisher, pep system, I think it's all just got to kind of mash in, do you get me, but Hargreaves, I think Owen Hargreaves said during the week that he feels PSG have got a lot better players in City, so what do we expect? Do you agree with him though, no,
3: Mike? Well, I think that now I think what, what it is with PSG, I think people look at that front three and start adding bits on the end and that because there's absolutely no weird spots our back four <laughs> PSGs, back four in five even. You get me? And then you, you go into that midfield area, really KDB and that would he, he when you when you start looking at the numbers and start weighing up, the front three, undoubtedly, you know. The best across Europe, you get me up there amongst them, and they'll walk into pretty much any team. But once you start going beyond that, they've got some good players, don't get me wrong. But yeah, oh, 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 was making some wild statements the other night there, which sometimes you just have to ask yourself the you start yourself yeah. guy you even playing that. But um, but yeah, yeah. Nah, like I say, when we when we get PSG in the next one, I'm I'm a good
1: team. Obviously dangerous, but I'm I'm confident we can we can um, get all right, Mike, so check it. Out of 10 this week, Chelsea, PSG, Liverpool, what score are you giving your team at? Out, out? Out of 10, because you know what, on paper, that's, that's a tough week, you know. Away at Stamford Bridge, away in Paris, away at Anfield. What out of 10 are you giving City for this for this, for this past week? Right. I want
3: to say, it's weird, because I split the league and the thing, but as a whole, as where we're yeah. at, same, I've got to say, I, I have got to say a seven, because we've kept ourselves quite nicely in nip and tuck in the a title race. That Champions League game, we've got two games coming up to recover that. So, yeah, that that, that 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 sort of run there can dent your season when you start questioning where you're at. And we are, we've played in all three, 1-1, one, one, gone away to tough Anfield
1: and, and got a point there. Yeah, I've got to say a 7 out of 10. Yeah, so 7 out of 10 and yeah, for City. All right, cool. So, check it. We're going to talk about someone who's a bit more than 7 out of 10 in between the sticks for City, and that's Edison. And let me tell you something. I'd love to know, you know, who the hell scouted Edison because... A quote from Pep a few years ago, and this this is exactly what Pep said. He said, Sorry, but until the last day of my career as a coach, I will try to play for my goalkeeper. Now, when you look at that, yeah, that kind of sums up why he's got a guys like Edison in between his sticks. You get me? So, a little few facts on Edison. He was born in Ascasco in Brazil, quite a rough area. He used to be a left-back, which now when you look watching play football, you can kind of tell, is it? Do you know what I mean? Um, his nickname was Gordo, which means fat boy in Brazilian. Do you know what I'm saying? He went to Benfica when he was 16. And listen, he's ended up at City. But Mike, yeah, for the way City play, Edison to me is crucial, bro. It's like he's like the secret weapon in it, like he's composed possession, he's got vision, and listen, you have to, to be able to ping the ball like he pings it across that part. You got to have some sort of sick vision in it. Do you know what I mean? He starts attacks, people can't mark him. He's like a quarterback. The opponent, you ha- it's hard to press City high because Edison will just ping it over the back of your defense. Do you get me? So talk to me about Edison because to me, I think he's vital for Pep and vital for everything that city doing. How 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 do you see it? Yeah, I d- d- couldn't agree more.
3: I mean, I know you guys have been on here a week on end talking about we need a midfielder that can spread the play. You could probably do a job in your midfield, to be honest with you. but like you said, he's class. He's vital. That is is technique the way he strokes that ball. And where he picks players out from... from he basically, he's basically six-yard boxes on a different level. Like I say a few years ago, I went to the... Uh, we played Everton a week. And I swear, right, Everton tried to press and he clipped it into midfield onto Leroy his chest. Leroy Saini... I think half the move was all done on the volley. And it was just one of those yeah. things where he, Everton fans were standing up, applauding and stuff like that. And even against Liverpool yeah. um, in, in the fictions there. And his free ball to fold, and it's just like... He's an actual... He, he adds to our attack... I mean like I say I just think the only I go back a few years and I know people talk about Manuel Neuer and stuff like that but I think this guy's three balls are on a different level and just on that as well he actually plays that sweeper-keeper role as well so a few times again if you think of today um, the game against Liverpool the ball's gone over the top he's coming out of his box chesting it having a look up and and keeping it calm and stroking it to him feel that he is like an additional outfield player to be fair the way he plays and
1: I don't think he's got that yeah. Now, nah, for real, and to, I'll be honest with you. Even though I was United fan of one of what City games and the ball's going back to Edison, yo, I've kind of like looked forward to it, thinking, right, OK, what's this guy going to do now? Because I look at him, he gets the ball, and it's like he already knows what he's going to do in it. And he's pinging missiles, like his radar, sick, you get me? You think, OK, do you know what? This, guy, this guy's on a different level, whether it's low, whether it's skimming it, whether it's high, whether it's wide, he's doing it with that left foot. Do you know what I mean? And he very, 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 very rarely, Gets caught out as well, and that's what's that's what's even better about him, isn't it? Like he rarely gets Pund- caught. Pund, do you know what it is? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Before Edison come,
3: we had Claudio Bravo in it,
2: and uh, you, <laughs> yeah.
3: when the ball used to go back to him, I, do you know what? I'll admit, I, I'll, I'll confess, i don't know a Man City fan. I weren't best pleased with Claudio Bravo signing anyway because I would still have the part right, do you know what? The old guys are gonna go along with this new pet world and, and Joe Hart just got casted to one side, cast to one side. I was like, right, I'm not happy with this. He was this new kid, and then every time a shot was coming in, it, it seemed to hit the back of the net. So I had yeah. I had personal issues with Claudio yeah. and he used to play a similar sort of game and that. Uh, but I couldn't let him off the hook with some of his, his goalkeeping antics that he used to pull off in there. And then when yeah. Ellison got in there and that uh, and I, I started watching him play that, I thought this is a level up. this is a level above. Cause Claudio Bravo came with that tag as a footballing keeper, but he's it, not he's not in Edison's league for me.
1: Not. Yeah, and do you know what the maddest thing is, bro, is that no one had really kind of like heard of him innit? Like he was like, cause I, you look at it, you think, okay, Benfica keeper type of thing, obviously he's playing for a big club, but no one will say, Yeah, City should go out and get Edison. I didn't hear one man say that to get me, like City should go out and get Edison. But when he came and you'd watched him and you think, right, but do you know what? Mad, yeah. As soon as you see him in play, you just knew, in it, Raj, you know what? This guy just suits Pep and what everything Pep wants. And that's when you have a manager who's got a philosophy and a system. And that's what makes your recruitment better, in it? Because he could have gone and got any keeper, really. City have got all the money in the world. He could have gone and got any keeper you wanted to have in that net. But he went and got a guy that no one had probably heard of from Benfica to come in and look what he's come in and done. And he's won title after title after title under Pepin. I'll tell you the truth, that's, bro. It's
2: cost. It's class. That's it having is. that's having that's having a system though, Pundit, and faith in the manager of yeah. that system. Because, like you say, yeah. Claudio Bravo comes in and he was meant to be this guy that's gonna do diff- things differently. Filling in for a player like Joe Hart, who was obviously revered by a lot of city fans and had won titles and stuff. And he comes yeah. in and he doesn't work yeah. out, but then you trust the manager and his process and what he's doing and he his system to go, all right this guy's not the one I want after all he's been at Barca with him and done well but I want this one he's you know he's the guy for me and you back him and he do and he, and it was good that he did for City it wasn't for United fans or anyone else because yeah. at the still yeah. Bravo but that's the thing of having that system and having that sort of cohesion and a strategy that other clubs don't mm. have including United and I think that's the, the mm. painful thing and I'm, I'm glad the, the fact that the only time I do did see Edison have a stinker was that one where he gave it for McTominay in the last minute of the derby
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mike's Mike's didn't mention that one, did he? Do you get me? Forgot about that one, Mike. what yeah, I'm saying. But
2: it's probably only time it. I've seen him do it. Yeah. <laughs> you One of us in mistake when we've
3: watched the quiver fingers <laughs> here for the last year and a half. I a quiver
1: fingers, candies. know. If you're gonna, nah, if you're gonna do you know if what? It, if you're gonna,
3: if you're gonna do it once, though, do it in that game. Yeah, he <laughs> looked like it was gonna happen against Liverpool. That little we had a, was a pass across the back, and everyone, even some, even I thought, "Oh, that's a bit close to the close to the corner." But now he's, he's classy He's a footballing keeper of, of a different level, isn't it? and yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. For our team, he's perfect.
1: Yeah, and, and i got to applaud his concentration because I'll be honest with you, a lot of the time I've seen him standing that net board out of his brain, bro. My man stood on the edge of the D just watching the play on focus. City press high, the win the ball back high and Edison's sometimes just redundant, just there in it. So to still have the concentration to make vital saves and make sure your passing still on point. Listen, some outfield out players can't, can't deal with that. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I, I rate him. Do you know what? Do you know what I mean? I rate him as a top keeper in it. And do you know what? Testament to City getting the recruitment right, fi- buying a guy that fits into the system rather than buying a guy just for his name in it. Do you know what I'm saying? So listen, whoever the hell started Edison, props to you. You get me it is what it is, and it's winning. But listen, match the routines and all that. You know because listen, we've all been to matches in it. Like I'm a United fan. I've been to United. You know, I've been to City a hell of a lot as well. Do you get me? Like Mike's, what's, what's your routine going to the Etihad like? Is it straight in or is it down to the pub and for a pie and chips? What, how, how do you deal with it? Like, What is it, all dating, or is it a little 10-minute thing across the park into the stadium? What is it for you? So, you know what's mad? Yeah. Um, and we'll probably talk about
3: this um, again at uh, another point in that because it's, it's an interesting subject and I think it kind of rolls into the whole the modern match day going fanning. So, yeah. I'll be honest with you, um, I know, like you said, Paul. I don't do what you do with the
1: whole going to the pub thing. But do you know what? Nah, lads? nah, 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 nah. <laughs> what, I said do what I do. I don't go to the pub like that, mean, you know. I'm not really a pub guy, me, personally. Do you I get... Don't,
3: lads, I don't no, I just... So, anyway, so my... T- so, do you know what is? So So, as I say, is, I think things have changed in it. So, when I first started going to City Matches, yeah, uh, when I was a kid, I remember it. My uncle used to come and pick me up, and I'm talking from about 11 o'clock... In the morning, yeah. three o'clock Saturday kickoff, eleven o'clock in the morning, and that, and it just felt like you, I don't know what, and I'm thinking back now, I don't know what we did from eleven till three, but it was just an exciting day. You go, um, you go somewhere, you might, you go meet up with a few other guys that are going to the game, you know, and it's just like you get to the ground early, and then you go in the ground. It's all just taking the whole thing in. Whereas now, lifestyles changed a bit. I'll be honest with you. I'm making sure I'm getting to the game. This, this, I'm getting to that yard. Yeah. Ten minutes before kickoff. And it's weird. I think to myself, mm. wow, well, that it, the whole culture of how I used to treat going to a game has changed. And it's become a bit modern. And I thought about this from own perspective, thinking, do you know what? I might try and make a conscious effort to, to go back to that dynamic. Because even when I'm running getting to the game just on time, with that, and I'm running past Mary D's and hearing the songs coming out of there and, and places like that, you think flipping hell. People are still making a day of it, but I don't think as many people make a day of it as as used to, in my opinion. And I don't know what it's like for yeah. you guys when you go guys go to games now. But as I
1: admit, I've snapped off with making a whole matchday experience. Um, yeah, but you know what that is though as well, because you was a kid as, as well in it. Like, so when you're a kid, you're excited in it. Like, when my cousin used to come and. Pick, pick me up and take us to the game. I was looking forward to it from eight o'clock in the morning. You get me, like you know what's happening, and it becomes a whole day thing as a kid. And I see kids nowadays going to the game, and you can see the excitement in the hand, in in the eyes, and that. Do you know what I mean when they're walking to the stadium, and that. So it becomes a big thing. But I think as you get older, I, I'll be honest, me. So long as I know where I'm parking, and that's important. That's one of the most important things on a match day. Know where you're parking. You get me because you don't want to be stuck in traffic and rear, rear, rear. Get to the parking spot. Get out the way get to the stadium as quick as possible and get in. That's all I'm really bothered about. Occasionally, if I'm meeting someone, I might flick to a pub or flick to a bar or wherever, wherever man I'm on meeting and then we'll have a little chat, do our thing and go in, go in the stadium. But it's more about getting in there and then getting back out. Do you get me? That, that's, it's just what it is. How about for you, Jay? How's how it working for you?
2: Well, with, with, with United's new ticketing system, I get to the ground four days early and then I queue <laughs> up for four days and then, and then I get in the ground about an hour after kickoff.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> 'm you I'm with you because i'm uh, i'm I'm always a bit of a last minute man anyway nowadays I don't drink anymore so I'm not one of those who's in the pub and all that um and I've usually got a bit of ducking and diving to do before the game I' gotta go meet someone or whatever or you know we, we obviously we do a bit of filming and stuff sometimes I'll have to be involved in that but by and large I just get to the game straight in queue up nowadays straight in there uh then after the game I might do a little bit of something after the game in terms of like a little bit of media stuff or whatever. But nine times out of ten, I just go home. But I'll probably do a little analysis on Twitter. I know you love a bit of that, Pundit. And then yeah, maybe on. argue yeah. uh, maybe argue, argue, the toss with a few bods. Who, you know, you can say the most beige thing like, you know, I'm gutted, we lost. And someone will jump yeah. on you and start arguing with you, like, (laughs) what are you going for? doesn't matter. You can't, you know what I mean? So I I usually spend a little bit of time in the traffic, arguing with people. And then, uh, yeah, that's me. But the, the whole... Match day experience for me is very short nowadays. It's not what it used to be, where I used to be like, I'd be getting up for them with a spoon's breakfast at 7am and all that. Those, are- those days are <laughs>
1: longer. <ago. laughs> yeah, start planning, 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 planning your garments and all that, your outfits for yeah. the next day and all that. Do you get <laughs> yeah. me? All them ones, do you know what I mean? But in terms of leaving the match, are you one of them that leaves early or, or-, or do you get out there bang on 95 minutes or what?
2: Nah, do you know what? I um I, I stay to the death, man. I'm part of, I'm in the T.R.A., which is like obviously the singing section and that um do a great job. Mm. I don't stay now. There's this thing now of staying, you know, for the interviews because they do the interviews in front of us, yeah. <laughs> and everyone yeah. likes to sing and chant. You heard all the Viva Ronaldo's when he was doing it. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. I usually um yeah. I usually when when the final whistle's gone. I clap the players off and then that's me. I'm I'm gone. And I've started taking yeah. the kids now and again as well. So usually all oh, my missus will take him. So I usually go meet her at the Trinity statue. So yeah, I always stay to the left because yeah. I had to leave once for a media thing. Um, and guess what game it was? I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. It was the A one. And I am one. Yeah, just... yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah mate. I can't, I can't deal know, with I that. I know. That though, I know, mate. mate. Never,
3: never left early, me. Never. I, c- I nah. considered it once. Yeah, and funny enough, it was um, the FA Cup game against United when we, we, we Vincent Company got sent off. You went 2 0, yeah. beat you 6 1 the week before, and I thought, ah, They're going to get us back. They're going to yeah. get
2: us back. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought at one point. But yeah.
3: We, we, ended up, we ended up losing it 3 2 in the end. And at the end, every red I spoke to after that game was absolutely fuming because we actually nearly nipped it. I think we nearly mm. scored in Minutes we equalize and stuff, but that's the only game at half time I thought they're actually gonna get us back here. I yeah, yeah, I stayed, I stayed in there and thought we, we dug it out and we, we ended up losing 3-2 in the end, but um, uh, but yeah, that was annoying.
1: Now, yeah, but when you're an yeah, no, no, so you, on the air now, you are you stuck in queues or what? Are you in there straight? Or is, it, is it nice and easy or what? Nah, nah, queuing, or
3: especially the, the pre-game, queuing all the way as well. Do you know what it is again? I think everyone. <sighs> They advertise everywhere, get there a good hour before, they've got City Square to cry and tie people. But people's lifestyles are getting there just before kickoff. And it's just a clamour. Now, I've seen a lot of um, things online about um about since we come back after this COVID nonsense and all, all this COVID stuff, that like it's been murders to get in. To be fair, my queuing experience has been about the same. It takes a while to get in there. You still in the queue for at least 10-15 minutes. And it, it didn't feel yes. any worse. It, the queue looked worse, but actually when I was when we actually moved into the front. It didn't feel like nah, This is ten times worse. Even though obviously other people have rocked up and said they were stood out there for an hour and stuff like that. I, I didn't get get that whatsoever. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the yeah. stand. I think a lot of the place where we sit, it's just
1: it's the same season ticket holders anyway. So yeah. Now I'll be mean. honest. I don't think I, I don't think I've queued for ages at Old Trafford. Even even when me and you have been to the, we yeah, yeah, like, have never really stood there for time and queued for ages, have we? Do you get me? Like, it's always been like, oh, go to the turnstile, go in type of thing. Do you know what I mean? But, like I said, in it for the kids and that, it's probably a bit different. In it, it's exciting the whole trip. Do you know what I mean? The car, the food, getting a burger before the game, whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? But as a big greyback man, it's a bit different. In it, you just want to get in there and get out and <laughs> do the thing, park your car, get back to your whip, and get off. Do you know what I mean? It's simple as that. So, but go on, Jay.
2: Yeah, and no, I'm with you, my Like, my I do my Mrs. Zing because when she's been with me, mate, I, I park that far away. I may as well leave my car in my driveway. She's <laughs> like, <what the laughs> <fuck? Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I will not pay for parking, right? I'm not doing it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And they put more double yellows all over Oddsall. So I just park further away in Oddsall. Not an issue. I will, I will walk. <laughs> Ross, are you,
1: trek- are you trekking from Oddsall, <laughs> Jake? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's trekking from. Listen, right? Listen, sometimes I park my whip in Old traffic, you know, in the same postcode at least, Jake. Jay's parking outside the postcode, you know. I'm not even in the hey.
2: right city. I'm at the other side, <laughs> Zolka, bro.
1: <laughs> hey, listen now. It is what it is. And you know what? Yeah, we'll touch on that because it is interesting you get me the match dating. But listen, yeah. it's been a mad week again, it in the 0161 for the Manchester Club. It's been a very good week for football, you know what I'm saying? All around, Champions League and the Premier League. But listen, people, we're here every week, you know, so make sure you tune in in it. Three points in the gaff, Spotify, Spreaker, and all of them things there. Check our Twitter pages out as well. You understand me because we post the link there. Do you know what I mean? But listen, it's been you, boy. It's been good. It's me, Pundit J. I'm here with J. Marty Stretford Paddock. And listen, my brethren, Etihad boy Mike, City fan, you get me? You're done now. We're gone for another
0: week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.